Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about your faith and work, today we're going to talk about communication. But we're going to talk about the value of communication in marriage, the value of good communication, Martha, in marriage, but also how that also can apply to the office. Why is communication so important? We're going to find out about that. And of course, because it's Tuesday, every Tuesday I've got Martha by my side and the two of us do this show without any other guests in the studio, except for next week, we got a very special guest joining us, but we won't give that away. You'll have to listen for the promo next week. Actually, next week, we've got licensed mental health counselor, Leslie Miller with us. And we're going to talk about, we're going to go do a showdown, counseling or mentoring, counseling or mentoring. Martha just looks like she wants to say something, but she's not sure what to say. I do. <laughs> no, but we're still going along with the marriage theme, so we're bringing this yes, in for that purpose. That's right. She's a licensed mental health counselor who's really an expert marriage counselor, so stay tuned for next Tuesday's show. It'll be very unusual, a very rare Tuesday show with a guest. All right, my verse for today, and, and apparently you posted this. A portion of it. A yes. portion of it. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak. Slow to become angry, for man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says for crying out loud. That's from James 
1, verses 19 through 22. I thought you were saying when you said for crying out loud, that's from James. That's from, that's you. <laughs> that was your interpretation. No, that would be the book of James. <laughs> the for crying out loud was a slight addition. Editorial comment. It was an editorial comment. All right. So, honey, today we're talking about communication. Speaking of which, you've been gone for five days. I hate it when you're gone because, you know, I end up working night and day and night and day. I'm glad you're coming home so I can go to sleep tonight. (laughs) Well, and I think it's kind of funny that we're actually talking about communication because it really, you realize when you're away from each other and all your communication has to be by phone, how limited you are, you know, when you're away from each other. Well, you were busy. No, no, no. I don't mean that. I mean that, I wasn't busy. that compared to how we normally communicate, our communication was limited over the, you know, the morning of good morning. How's your day? What are you going to do? And having to be very deliberate in doing that all over the phone. I don't think you were understanding what I meant. Well, I'm not I'm not <laughs> sure I was. And people can't see the hand gestures, but, you know, it was it, it was it was good. And I wanted you to have a good time talking with your mm. folks and spending time with your sister. And I know one thing, Sarah and I got caught up on our Netflix series a lot closer. Gee, that's a great accomplishment. <laughs> I also got the laundry done and I, I, I did not get the vacuuming done. Very good. Yes, Sarah got the dusting done and the swiffering done, and the launch. That's so, awesome. And I got the car washed. And then it rained. And then it rained. <laughs> That's right. So that was awesome. Great accomplishment. And I think we watched eight episodes of a certain series. Okay. Wow. All right. Let's let's talk about something serious here. Okay. Communication. The value of communication in marriage. Before we do that, let's just give our listeners some updates on some things. Okay. What did we do this past weekend? Hey, we got to participate in a really cool two day discussion with a. It's a a business. I want to call it a ministry because they do such incredible work, but it's a business consultant group called Transforming Leadership. And I got to, uh, they wanted somebody there that would ask a lot of questions and uh, would... uh, Do you do that? Do you ask a lot of questions? Shoot a lot of holes in things and (laughs) just have great, just offer a lot of challenge. And yeah, I'm really good at Mm -hmm. asking questions. You are. You get to practice that every day on the show. I do. I do. <laughs> so that was really cool. Dr. Steve Steph and his incredible wife, Kathleen, and their team at Transforming Leadership. It was great to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Look for more on tleadership.com. That's tleadership.com. Hey, I work for him show sponsors. Yes. Are you asking me who they are? Yeah. Who are oh, they? Do you, okay. Can you remember? Most Insurance. Yep. Found online at mostins.com. There you go. Bel Air Wealth Management. Found online at belairwealthmanagement.com. C3TB, which is our Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay. Found online at C3TB.org. Business His Way. Uh, Right. That is on there, but not right now, actually. Okay. (laughs) Clearwater Christian College. Clearwater Christian College with the Cougar Classic. Cougar Golf Classic coming up on April the 17th at West Chase Golf Club. They are looking for for people to uh, get foursomes in place at the Cougar Golf Classic to raise money for scholarships. Find out more online at clearwater.edu. And I think that people, if they were listening to last night's show, they saw how people that love to golf, that was a... That's an easy thing to say. Hey, I'll golf that, that tournament. That reminds me. i got to remind Dave Cruz to get signed up Go for that. get signed up, Dave Cruz. Uh, all right. I'll, I'm person. writing that down so I don't forget. <laughs> hey, and if you missed last night's show, we had Luke and Dave and Dave and Luke and Randy hey. from Bel Air Wealth Management. And uh, these guys have moved over to Bel Air Wealth Management. It was a fun knee show. Just look for the archive in case you're listening to this not in order. That would be from March the 23rd, That's 2015. Right. That was a funny, funny show. I actually got most comments. Jim, did you really get anything accomplished? Because you laughed most of the show. We actually (laughs) talked about some very serious things, but it was a good time. We're so grateful to our sponsors, but we're looking for a couple more. 
We are. We're lo- just two more is all we can take uh, it, it, to help finish paying for the show. Mm-hmm. The show costs $40,000 a year for airtime, and we're looking for just two more sponsors to fill up a couple of little spots that we still have left. We've got the Proverbs for Business segment on there in the Integrity Moment. We'd like to replace those with some commercials, and but partner up with local businesses here in Tampa Bay that we can drive business to. So we're looking for good quality businesses that can benefit from the kind of radio coverage that we provide. You know, a lot of times people will ask me, like, if I know somebody that can donate towards something or do something in and I just want to put out that challenge to people that are that are good, faithful listeners of ours that don't feel like they can support it, but they may know somebody who um, needs to learn about I Work For Him and can really resonate with our um, mission and um, maybe be able to come alongside of us. So I just want to throw that out there. You guys be thinking about who you know and who might be a good fit for I work for him. We've also had a couple of business owners just generously donate to the airtime. Nepsis Capital found online at nepsiscapital.com and Sunline Casters and Wheels found online at sunlinecasters.com. These are two business owners that said, hey, Jim, we don't really need a lot of advertising, but we're grateful for a thank you and use the money to help pay for the airtime. And I will tell you, every time I hear you say Sunline Casters and Wheels, I always think, is there somewhere we need casters? We do. Because <laughs> I, I, mean, I think about Literally, <laughs> these guys can get casters for anything. Mm-hmm. Anything you need casters for, they can get casters for. It's unbelievable. And Nepsis Capital really focuses on drawing together uh, individual yeah, individual financial planners. And if you need a place to, to park, you can go to nepsiscapital.com and find out how you can become part of their, their greater uh, realm of financial planners. Okay. Enough on our sponsors, but we could use a couple more. So if you know of a local business that you think we could drive business to and would benefit from advertising the I Work For Him show, please look us up online at iworkforhim.com. Click on the contact us or send us an email, jim at iworkforhim.com or martha at iworkforhim.com. All right. So marriage mentoring, that's something we also spend a lot of time doing. It is. What's going on with that? You, You give the update on that one. What do, well, we have several couples that we're working with right now. We love doing mentoring, um, meeting two-on-two with them to be able to invest in their marriage through the process that we have um, aligned ourselves with, and um, I'm sure we'll talk about that more. But Absolutely. Um, well, we're going to talk about communication today. It's the number one thing we talk about when we, when we start off marriage mentoring. We always start with communication. It is, because in order to be able to address any other issue in your marriage, you really need to be able to know how to talk about it. So being able to set the standards for how good communication can happen in a marriage is where we always start with the couples. And most of, the, of them find it incredibly helpful because just getting some little tidbits can help you in um, your everyday conversations and misunderstandings that might happen. Mm, that never happens. Well, not in our marriage, <laughs> misunderstandings. Oh, okay. Except for now that I'm deaf. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you have a lot of caffeine today? No. I have gone on the record now 12 days, no Mountain Dew. Uh-huh. And today, I almost fell asleep right before the show. Okay, but we're good today, though. <laughs> hey, and, and we also have the privilege of hel- of helping get, we're performing the ceremony, a wedding ceremony at a wedding here in a couple of months. Or in a couple of weeks, a few that's weeks. Right. That's yeah. going to be, that's going to be cool. That's a lot of fun when we can be a part of um, people making a covenant relationship with each other and committing the rest of their lives together. There's but, nothing better. But before any, before we ever do a wedding, we always make sure a couple's ready to get married. We, yes. we, we ask them a lot of tough questions. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. Oh, yeah. We bring that up again. We always bring them over for dinner. We lock the door and we tie them to their chair and then we ask a lot of questions. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. So there's a lot of really good stuff going on. Anything specific in your spiritual walk that you want to share? 
You know, um, I was... I'm still trying to process it all, but I just am so encouraged by um, the legacy that I've come from and spending a couple days with my folks and just seeing that even, um, you know, a lot of people think you get to a point in life and you just coast. And I'm just so encouraged that every day my parents are doing what they can to continue to spread the gospel. I witnessed my dad giving away at least five new Testament pocket, pocket league pocket 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 league, new, new testament pocket I always league, say it wrong. new testaments yes That's to right. people and he's a veteran and so he always wears a hat that shows that he was in the air force and that really has opened a lot of doors for him um, we had a young kid at a restaurant that was cleaning the table who immediately started talking to my dad and my dad talked to him and gave him a gospel of John and asked him to do him a favor and read the word so I just am I'm just so encouraged that to see that um, they're living very purposefully for Jesus Christ where they're at now and and a lot of people would say why aren't you just out you know doing whatever and, and coasting through life and they're not they're really making a difference for the kingdom and i'm just very encouraged by that mm. you know i got uh, a, a little while ago stephen coney one of our listeners and as be, you've been also been on the show challenged me to read that book by daniel henderson transforming prayer mm-hmm. there's a lot of transforming things yes and this past sunday because i had extra time yeah, it must have been Sunday morning because you weren't home. And so I had extra devotion. I was really quiet on a Sunday morning. Not that you're noisy because you leave early. I'm just going to get up. Can I dig out of that hole? Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I went through one of the exercises and it was Psalm 46. Just talking about the some of the attributes of God and Stephen and his and his friend. I can't remember his name uh, that was in here. I'm, I'm forgetting right off the bat. Um, they went through and started identifying attributes of God. And in just Psalm 46, 1, it says, you're my refuge and my strength ever an ever-present help in trouble and, and so three attributes of, of god so you're my refuge a place to go when you're fearful a place to go and really just be protected uh strength when you need the strength the god is your strength it's not from what the drawing from within yourself that we gather our strength from from god and the holy spirit living within us and ever present that he doesn't leave us he's always by our side Mm -hmm. that was just in one sentence Hmm. three different attributes of god and i just thought that was really really cool and i was able to memorize it that's awesome and i it's funny that you say that because my dad we were having that discussion he said he wants to start praying through the attributes of god and so we were having a discussion on how you do that and what does that look like so it was just really um same page yeah it was cool all right so let's talk about communication all right so why are we talking about the value of good good communication in marriage well because it's valuable. <laughs> wow. Why don't you ask the questions? <laughs> hey, Jim, <laughs> why are we talking about the value of good communication? Why aren't we? We are going to talk about why it. Why are we? We're talking about it because people who have poor communication in their marriages, they their marriages don't last or they're miserable. Wanna. And so we're talking about it. This is a super great thing to work on. Every marriage is fixable. We've seen it. Every marriage is fixable if both the husband and wife are willing to work on it. But Working on it means, number one, getting your eyes to stop pointing a finger at each other and work on your own issues, but starting to communicate and finding a way to communicate about those things that are really frustrating you. And that's what we're talking about, because people need to learn how to communicate. Well, and I think earlier you were joking, and, and it's a really good point, the value of good communication. A yeah. lot of people know how to yell and scream uh. and things like that, or grunt, mm. or do the the um, Whatever. nonverbal verbal <laughs> 
Are you trying to practice that? I am. I'm practicing <laughs> bad communication. These are bad communication ideas. <laughs> Whatever. So we're going to talk about good Talk to the hand. Oh, no. Talk to the elbow. The hand's not worth the extension. Uh, you know, whatever. Those are just yeah. terrible things to say to your wife. Yes. Yes, they are. Most people know that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but in the heat of the moment, people say stupid mm. things to their spouses. And words can really be hard to move past. Yes, those that's that stupid song mm. we sung when we were little kids. Sticks and stones will break my bones with names and never hurt me. Yeah, that was a big fat lie. Sticks and stones, they do hurt, and they may break my bones, but names will last with me forever. It's funny, because the version we were told was, sticks and stones will break your bones, but words may never hurt me. So not just names, but all words. You people from Illinois mess up with we're everything. We're so literal. But, but, yeah, but isn't that true? I don't. I can't start talking about changing what I grew up with right here on the show. Good grief! I'm almost 49 years old. All right, right before the break, we were talking about things that we say that are what was just stupid. The sticks sticks and stones stones. things. Andrea went on to the Google and Google, (laughs) and, and you looked it up. So, what are the real words? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never harm Oh, you me. looked up the Ohio version. I'm on Wikipedia right now. I, well, just look up she, the Google version. She edited now. Wikipedia. You edited it. You did this. No, no the girls are right. You're, people could text You're both in. from the Midwest. Upper Midwest people was only the names because words it was too hard okay, to speak but, the words. It was too cold outside. But, Jim, the truth of the matter is. Okay, you're both are right. Names are words. You're both right. So, okay. We got to move on. All right. Okay, fine. You're both <laughs> it was right. your mountain to die on there. <laughs> yeah, stop talking about mountains. All I can think of is Mountain Dew. Two days, Thursday at 3 o'clock, I can have a Mountain Dew. Oh. Hey, it's time for a book highlight segment brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Okay, it's a great book for a, this is really, it's more of a woman's book. I think so. I mean, it's from a woman's perspective. Okay, very good. A woman's perspective on messy, beautiful love, hope and redemption for real-life marriages by Darlene Shocked. You got the copy of this book for us to give away today. This is one of those things, and really for a woman, hope is one of those things that she lives without. A lot of guys, that's not the perspective they start from, but redemption really applies to everybody on how we're being redeemed and restored by our Heavenly Father, and our souls are being restored. But this is a book that it just says, Messy, Beautiful Love, delivers an incredible testimony of grace that offers hope for today's marriages and a spark for rekindling love, hope and redemption for real life marriages. So it says for marriages. So it, Well, do you see the picture? It's like well, a laundry line. Oh, I get it. Now it's got and a, it has the man and the wife shirts oh, so hanging really with their you're arms wrong. It's not just for a woman's perspective. This is for both people. I can't believe that was very chauvinistic. Anybody it's, can read it. Anybody. In fact, the phone's ringing. Oh, it's not. It's not our caller. Though. Oh, okay. But if you want to call and win a book, we still got a copy. And you know, remember, you you got to read this book. It is called "Messy, Beautiful Love: Hope and Redemption for Real Life Marriages." Call in now. Get a copy of this book. We only have one copy to give away. Eight five five two six five twenty nine twenty nine. Eight fifty five two sixty five twenty nine twenty nine. Remember, you need to read the book. Don't wait for the movie. We have with us President Jack Clem from Clearwater Christian College. Jack Clem, welcome to the Our Work for Him show. Oh, good to be with you, Jim and Martha. Good to have this opportunity just to talk to you for a few minutes. 
Yep, Martha didn't know you were coming on. By the way, hey, by the way, Jack's going to be on the show today with us. Very, very awesome. Uh, Hi. Very yeah, rarely hello, do we. Okay, so Jack, you've got some really cool stuff coming up here at Clearwater Christian College, but specifically today, we're talking about the Cougar Golf Classic on April the seventeenth. Tell us about. Tell us more about what's going on with that. What's what's happening? Why are you doing it? Yes, we've been doing this for a number of years. Uh, probably close to 17 years, and the purpose of it is to raise uh, tuition, well, actually to raise scholarship monies to defer the cost of uh, tuition for our students. And uh, our students, everyone who comes, we, we find a way to give them a scholarship, and we reward them for their academic accomplishment, we help them with their needs, and the golf class that goes a long way to helping us uh, reach that uh, goal for each of our incoming students and those that return every year. In the past, how much have you been able to award students scholarships? Well, we give students, uh, we, we hand out about $2 million every, every year in student scholarships. So it's about two plus, and we're just really grateful that we can do that. And a lot of that happens because of uh, people who have an affection for the college, want to see uh, Christ followers prepared for the marketplace and, and for the public square and for ministry. And it's just a joy to see. Uh, boy, it's, it's just a lot of fun to help students with their, their academic uh, tuition needs. And we, it's just a joy for us. And this tournament moves us toward that goal. Well, what a better way to do it than to actually help some students out and doing it while you're golfing at West Chase Golf Club. I've heard that West Chase Country Club Golf Club is fantastic. It's such a great place to golf. Tell me about it. Why did you choose them? Well, they've been partnering with us for a number of years, and they have given us great service every time we go there. It's just always a tremendous experience. The staff and everybody that's there is just uh, so supportive, and they always work with us. Whatever our needs are, whatever circumstances we have, they're just a great country club to work with, a great pro shop, and just uh, a wonderful experience. All All the golfers that come, they just always compliment or comment on uh, what a great experience it is compared to other ones that they've been participating in. Well, I know year. I know that the golf tournament's on the 17th of April, and it's going to start about 1 o'clock. How can people get from where, well, before I get to that? You've got an incredible speaker that night at the dinner concluding after the golf tournament. Who's that speaker going to be? We're going to have Rob Taylor. He is now um, working at in ministry at Idlewild Baptist Church. He's the director of men's ministries over there. Uh, but in his past life, he's played as a uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer, and uh, uh, he's just a, a great communicator, and uh, he's been on that side of professional sports. Uh, he knows what it is to live uh, out his faith in that world, and he's doing a great job at Idlewild, and we're so great glad that we can be able to have him speak to our, our players that evening. Well, and it's such a privilege for us here and I work for him to help you promote this because, listen, at Clearwater Christian College, it is your goal to graduate every student with a biblical worldview so that no matter what they what their job is when they leave the school, they're prepared to bring their faith with them into the workplace. And that's at my heart and my passion, and I'm so grateful to partner with you. How can people find out more about this upcoming golf tournament? They can just go to uh, clearwater.edu and follow the links there to uh, get more information, to register. There's an online registration form, so you can do that. And of course, uh, uh, you can enter in uh, in a variety of ways. You could even uh, um, maybe participate at a, at a little higher level of a thousand or more dollars, and and you can have a um, bring a foursome with you. And of course, all that money or a good portion of that money uh, will help us reach our goal 
of providing scholarships for our students. Mm. Well, President Jack Clem with Clearwater Christian College, we're so grateful that you came on the show today. I'm really excited about that golf tournament. I'll make sure that we keep mentioning it two or three, four times every show. And if people well, out there you, listening sir. really want to find out more, they just got to go online to clearwater.edu, clearwater.edu. Thanks, President Jack Clem. Well, thanks, Jim. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, Martha, we're talking about communication. Talking about communication. Isn't that guy great? I just love Jack Clem. I love what's going on at Clearwater Christian College. I'm so excited to partner with them. I, 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 would, I would love to be a professor there. I thought you were going to say a student, but you said you didn't want to go back to school. I don't college. want to go back to school. I don't know. Can you get an MBA there? I don't know if you can or not, but I, all I know is that I'd like to be a professor there. It's pretty cool. I like it. I was just thinking about how what a great communicator President Jack Clem is. Do you think they have marriage classes? We could teach a marriage class, you and me. I don't know. Do you teach marriage to college students? Well, they need to be better prepared than they are <laughs> today. All right. So speaking of communication, let's. is there a difference between good communication and bad communication? I know we touched on that right before the bottom of the half hour, but is there a difference? Yes. What do you think the difference is? Um, good communication would be probably one where you are willing for it to be a two-way conversation. Bad communication in one example would be just I want to tell you (laughs) what I'm thinking but I don't really want to hear what you have to say in response so that's one form of bad communication but in some ways that could be good communication some days you just want to share what's on your heart but you don't want my fixing world my fixing man to come out sure so that's different that's That's a different heart than what I was so you're talking about somebody screaming and yelling just telling somebody something and yes but not wanting to listen but sometimes you want to just tell me something but don't want me to fix it that's right which is hard for me. Yes, that's very hard for most men to do. Because <laughs> I know you want to fix everything. Why do we see couples, I don't want to fix everything? Oh, you don't? Okay, you ponder that statement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I do. Okay. Speaking of the paint in the studio, I would think, doesn't you think a great lavender would look great in no. here? No. Okay, all right. I'm just going to let you be a part of that. Okay, all right. So, why do we see so many couples? struggling with this in their marriage. Why do you think that is? Well, I think that they've had bad experiences where they've maybe tried to communicate and it went sour. And um, they have not learned the good art of communication. And so avoidance may be some of the tactics that they use, um, as well as just not having been taught by anybody. Maybe they came from a family that either didn't talk about anything or they yelled about everything. And they didn't have good balance in there. So they didn't know what good, they don't even know what good communication is. So I think that that has a lot to do with what you bring into your marriage is, is what you saw, what was modeled in front of you. And if you don't have somebody in your life, did you want this many answers? Well, I was, I was, I was gonna, I wanted to share something, but you go right ahead. People want to hear you always. The last thing I was going to say is just that, um, if you don't have another couple speaking those truths into you, you don't even know what you don't know. Well, I think that's probably one of the most powerful things that we've learned is that we had, we had the privilege of having a, a, a couple that was older than us speaking to us when our kids were little and they invested in us. In fact, without them, we wouldn't live in Florida. Mm-hmm. And that was really good. But I mean, one of the things that we see in couples all the time is, you know, when we talk about communication, it's one thing to communicate about the laundry and communicate about picking up the kids and communicate about your job. It's another thing to communicate about something where you're unhappy. And so that's conflict communication. Mm-hmm. And what we see is a lot of couples come from, in God's ultimate humor, you know, not only do we um, 
we have opposite love languages usually, that usually a one person grows up in a household where there's no communication or, or no conflict or there's conflict, but it's avoidance. Right. And the other person usually grows up in a household where the, the conflict was very verbal. Mm-hmm. And so these couples, uh, they repeat what they learned. And both of those methods are dysfunctional. Yes. And in, uh, they're not, uh, they don't Productive. promote, well, yes, they don't promote good communication. Right. So we have to, we often help people just recognize, it's, it's very helpful to help people recognize why they act the way they act. And, and it's, it's a lot of times because of the way we were brought up, what we observed. Well, and I will take it even a step further and say it's not just about the conflict. It's about what's going on in your heart. Where is God stirring you? Um, Where are you growing? And how do you share that with your spouse if you've not had that open, good quality communication? So I think that that's the other aspect of it, too, is how do you have this transparent conversation? Because you don't have that every day where you're like, you know, this is deep in my soul kinds of stuff that I'm stirring around. And, and when I do that to you, I have to remind you, honey, now you just need to listen because I'm going to pour out stuff that I've been pondering for seven days and remind you that don't interrupt me because yes. it's hard. Yes. Most of the time we have a lot of bantering back but, and forth. But we've had to get to that point where you, we realize that that needs to happen. And um, But I, I'm just saying that a lot of couples don't even know how to have that good conversation, not just conflict, but this is what I'm thinking, I'm dreaming, what are you dreaming? You know, all of those kinds of conversations as well that, that are pivotal in relationships. So when people don't communicate well, what we have found is one of two things happen. One of two things happen. A lot of times people will put up with poor communication for a decade within a marriage. And after a decade, they're either given up and they're just figuring, well, I guess I'll just be miserable but I'm not going to get divorced because of the kids. Or they just say, I'm done when they get a divorce. A lot of times, there's none of this, hey, most of the time, there's not, it's the extremes. I'm done, I'm not going to try anymore, or I've tried enough and I'm moving on. Well, they don't, they don't see other opportunities, other answers. So, And I will say in that 10 years, often that involves little kids, and so a lot of people just justify it and say, well, you know, that's just how life is. We're never going to get time together. We're not going to be able to have these serious conversations. You know, they, they excuse it away. Well, let's talk to those people right now, because that's something that that was one of the most valuable things that we learned from our friends, Lee and Karen, is that when you have little kids, your lives are going to change your life shouldn't revolve around the children and kids can go to bed and should go to bed and get the kids to bed early so that you can have time each evening. I mean, that was one of the things that I just thought was amazing is how many friends we've had and and people we've known that we've gone through marriage mentoring with that their kids rule their lives and they never get that time. I mean, having kids is awesome. We love being parents. We've got three kids. We love our kids. But it was time to put them to bed. You put them to bed so you can have some talk time and et cetera, well, and also et cetera. You have more well-rested children, right? Which because makes for a happier home, right? When your kids get rest, then they're easier to deal with. So put them to bed for crying out loud, and teach them to go to sleep no matter where they are, so that you can have a life. It's really, I mean, teach them that they can sleep in. 
if they if you always make your kids sleep with you in bed, they're not going to sleep anywhere else. And by the way, that's the worst idea ever. <laughs> yeah. Why do you laugh and then just say yeah? Then maybe you sound like I'm just being stupid. <laughs> no, the wor- but there's but God designed us. Kids need their space. They need their own place that they have possessions of. And I just didn't think we were going to go there. Well, we're talking about communication. Yeah. How is a husband and wife supposed to have great communication if their kids lie between them in the bed? Not to mention it inhibits all kinds of proper family marital communication. Yes. But if you're, and often in those situations, that means they're all going to bed at the same time. So right. You're not getting them in their own little space and where they Put can be Put them calm. in their stinking room and just teach them not to get out of bed. It's okay. And we're not saying that that's easy. No. But it's I easy. had to hold Martha in bed and let her son cry. That's how you make that work. Yeah. <laughs> it was just tough. But you know what? We've got great kids today because we made them sleep in their own rooms. Everyone's, in fact, Sarah and I were talking about this today. You were. We were talking about it at Do lunch. Well, well, how she, in the middle of the night, if she couldn't sleep, she'd walk up to the edge of the bed and she would just stare at me. <laughs> that would freak in, you in out. In the middle of the night. <laughs> and I finally told her to start making noise. When As she, she entered the room. So, she, yes, because she would just you. absolutely cause my heart to go through my throat. Yes. But this communication thing, it takes work. And one of the things that we see husbands and wives give up so easily is if you're a Christ follower, you listen to the show. Most people listen to the show are Christ followers. Not everybody is. And we appreciate that. We, we want to challenge you that living with Christ gives you the hope that you can fix your marriage. But it takes work, and you can't fix a marriage by pointing at each other's issues. You have to fix a marriage by working on your own issues, and that can be done with the power of Jesus Christ living in your life. That's right. And that's what that's all about. That's that's what has made our marriage great. It isn't because we haven't had conflict. It's because when we have had conflict, we've been able to forgive each other and move on and and work on what we're struggling with. Mm-hmm. You know, it made me think that, you know, if somebody wants to be able to start having good communication, um, I remember the kids saying at one point, you know, that when you're dating somebody, you have a the conversation, the DTR conversation, define the relationship. DT- and The DTR conversation. <laughs> Do they talk about that still, Andrea? Did okay, you? Okay, good. all right. I'm so glad it's not like past phase and I'm sounding really stupid here. But anyway, just old. You're just my thoughts old. were, you know, defining the relationship at any point in your car. I'm just going to ignore that any point in your um, marital relationship and say, you know what, we have not been doing a very good job of communicating with each other, but I'd really like that to change and start talking about how you can fix it. And it's never too late. It's never, um, well, we've got this much history behind us and we're never going to figure it out. But um, based on some things that we'll talk about, just some suggestions and stuff, we want to give them the hope to say, you know, it's possible to change your habits of communication and improve them so that you are at a deeper level with your spouse. You know, there's an incredible verse of scripture. And of course, my Bi- oh, I have a Bible back here. I'll look it up while we're talking. But that talks about, you know, if you are a wife or a husband married to a non-Christ follower, that you're to win them by your attitude, win them by your actions. I believe it's in First Peter, isn't it in First Peter? We'll find out. We'll, we'll find out, but I can't. You, I, we can't do the cricket thing. I'll look at it over the break. Okay. All right. But the whole point to this is, is that communication, communicating your heart, how you feel, how you've been hurt, communicating that to your spouse is super important, and it makes it. Go ahead. It well, may, well, I was to say it makes it possible to fix any marriage. It does, and then taking that back to the workplace again, just having that good open communication. Learning to do it at home in a safe environment allows you to then be able to translate it at work and say, you know what, 
I, as a boss, have not been communicating well. I need to have a better open, honest conversation with my employees and my staff and among your peers. And so that's how we can translate this into the workplace. Well, and here's what that scripture says. Andrew, just stretch it for a second. Uh, why, it's First Peter 3 says, in the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. And that goes both ways. Both ways. There's so much more to that chapter. All right, Martha, we're talking about the value of good communication. Yes, Speaking and that, you were just saying that you didn't communicate well to Andrea. I did not. That was I did funny. not give the Andrea, let's go finger. So, yeah, sorry. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. All right. So we still have the book yet to give away. This is a great book. Uh, Messy, Beautiful Love, Hope for, and Redemption for Real-Life Marriages. Real-Life Marriages are the ones we're talking about, ones that struggle. Uh, and we've got this book. Please call in. If you haven't called in in a while, call in. This is a great book. If you want to work on your marriage and find out how to do it, call in right now, 855-265-2929. 855-265-2929. Or for those of you auctioneer fans, 855-265-2929. Okay. Tomorrow great. night, we've got a pretty incredible show. Pretty excited about People it. People actually that are famous coming on the show tomorrow night. Yes. Known all over TV world. HGTV world. Jason and David Benham. They were supposed to have this incredible TV series, but because they were Christ followers and they let people know it, a certain group attacked them and got their show pulled from HDTV. But they wrote a book about it, and it is a fantastic book. Absolutely one of the best books I've read this year, and I've read a lot of them already. Find out more about it tomorrow night on the show. They're going to be on the first half, and then we're going to be talking about their book, the second half, because they can only come on the show for the first half. But these guys shared their life story. It is a fantastic book. Whatever the Cost Mm -hmm. by Jason and David Benham. And they like to say David and Jason Benham, but I'm going to do that tomorrow just to egg them on because they're twins and they like to fight each other. They like to or you're just going to... No, it's all through the book. It talks about how they're fighting. Twin brothers, identical twin brothers who still look alike at almost 40. All right, so let's focus on what does good communication look like in these last couple of minutes. What does it look like? Pick your favorite one on that list. Oh, man. I think um, honest. Honest conversation is good conversation where you can really open up. Um, I think and following that is also a very um, being a good listener during the conversation. You're only supposed to pick one. Oh, well, okay. You, you always are jumping ahead. No, you just didn't. You didn't listen. Lay out the rules. No, you yeah, didn't I said pick your, the rules. pick your top one. Oh, oh you All did. Right. Okay. All right. So <laughs> one of the things we, re- we recommend to every couple we work with is to set aside a regularly scheduled time. So a regular communication time for each and every day after the kids are in bed. We always recommend 9 o'clock before people get too tired of conversations. Maybe it's earlier if you get up really early, but get the kids to bed. But regular communication on a regular basis, given opportunities to actually share those things. And then incorporating that is dating still yes. to communi- so that you have the ability to communicate serious things on an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. What else? What do you think is also really good? Uh, thoughtful conversation. Thinking about the um, other person's feelings when you are communicating. I think that's one of the things that I... I try to do, but when I do it poorly, it really affects the conversation because I may have said something in a certain way that just stepped on your air hose. Mm, more about the air hose later. That's more from love and respect. There's so much more about it. We, we could have talked about communication for a whole other show. 
We could communicate about communication. We could. But you want to find out more about this? Just call us. Email us. Jim at IWorkForHim.com. Martha at IWorkForHim.com. We'll give you all of our notes. We've done several marriage retreats about that topic, and it is a great topic. If you're having struggles communicating in your marriage, just email us. Jim at IWorkForHim.com or Martha at IWorkForHim.com. That's the number four. Uh, we can send you some ideas and some things to do. And if you live nearby, we can even sit down with you if you'll buy us dinner. All right. So listen, we're coming to the end of another I Work For Him show. We're looking for a thousand people, a thousand people to join the I Work For Him nation that are willing to make these commitments that you'll pray for your coworkers and employees, that you'll reach out to those coworkers and employees outside of the office, that you'll look for ways to serve your coworkers and employees in the office, that you'll start to look for ways to pray with people when they're having a tough day, that you'll be the best and brightest example of a person in your position in your workplace, and that you'll try to live and endeavor to live a consistent witness at home, in your neighborhood, in your office. Not one dude on Sunday and a different dude on Monday. Consistency in your faith. Let us know you want to be part of the I Work For Him Nation. Just email us, Jim or Martha, at IWorkForHim.com. Or on the I Work For Him website, go click on Contact Us or subscribe to our podcast, get our newsletter. But send us a note and let us know. They can also do it on Facebook, right? You're always checking our Facebook page. Always. Always. I'm not so good at the checking Facebook, but that's okay. We're Christ followers who own our own business, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.